If you've been feeling overworked working long hours for little money or frustrated trying to get over the hump and go freelance full time or just straight up want to make more money freelancing, then you'll want to dig into this training because I'm going to show you a new way of thinking about your services, specifically what service you offer and who you offer it to that can double, triple, even quadruple what you're making right now without changing anything about you, how talented you are, how big your portfolio is, how many client reviews you have, but instead making some simple tweaks to how you package and present your services and who you're offering them to that let you charge significantly more than you are right now because you'll be catering to what I call 10K clients. I'm going to show you who those clients are and how you find them in your freelance niche or market, regardless of what kind of freelancing you do. So developers, graphic designers, writers, it doesn't matter. You can find clients willing to pay $10,000 and up for your services. And why not only can you, but you need to find and specifically cater to these kinds of clients if you ever want to make the kind of money and have the kind of free time you were after when you started freelancing. Now, by the way, I've created a blueprint called the 10K Client Blueprint that lists everything we're going to cover today so you can walk through this step-by-step -step and implement it without having to rewind a video and all that. So if you're interested in that, just go to the10kclient.com and I'll put a link in the description for this episode as well. Now, quickly, a little bit about me in case this is the first time you've seen a presentation of mine and don't know who I am. My name is John Morris, and today I'm an instructor who teaches freelancers how to charge more, make more, and work less. To date, I've taught over 26,000 freelancers how to start and grow their businesses. People like Tim, who said 60, uh, 75 clients SEO and website clients now, 65 through an agency in Texas and 10 direct. My income went from sub-zero to over 6K last month tracking 10 for May. And Michael, who said, got a gig that just doubled my income doing the same thing I'm doing right now, jumping to 95K a year. I'm also a freelancing veteran of 15 years. Some of the clients I've worked with that you may know include New York Times bestselling author Lewis Howes, Ray Edwards, Tim Ferriss, Michael Hyatt, and Inc. Magazine. And look, I only tell you all that so you know that what I'm going to show you is based off actual experience. I don't expect you to necessarily care about those people or who I've worked with and that sort of thing. But I want you to know that this is just not something that I thought up or read on a blog somewhere. These are real-world tactics based on real-world experience working with some of the biggest players in online business and marketing and teaching tens of thousands of other freelancers how to do the same. And in all that experience, one of the big things that I see, one of the big roadblocks that I see freelancers run into is they get caught in this phase where you start making some money on the side, you kind of have a side hustle going, but you're still working your regular job and you really want to turn that side hustle into your main thing. You really want to be able to go full-time freelance or maybe you are freelancing full-time but not making enough money to really feel good about where you're at or you're working way more hours than you wanted, want to or imagine that you would, and you just can't seem to get over the hump and make this freelancing thing really work for you. And the big problem, the big thing that I see holding people back from making that jump is they get caught up on this idea that the way to get over that hump is to get more clients. They think getting more clients is their way out. And even worse, because they're so focused on getting more clients, they end up lowering their prices which causes you to have to do more work and get even more clients in order to make the kind of money that you want to make. And it actually sends you in the wrong direction. Now, does that sound familiar at all? Because if it does, I want to correct the record and I want to show you how to get over that hump. 
And the thing, the very first big thing in order for you to do that is to recognize that it's not about more clients, that getting more clients just means more work. And if you're focused on focusing on getting more clients and you're charging a low fee, that's what leads to you and you working eight to 10 to 12, 16 hours a day in order to make the kind of money that you want to make. And you end up getting burnout, overworked, and you start to wonder, what was the whole point of this freelancing thing anyway? Because the whole point, at least for me anyway, was to get away from being tied to a desk job or a job for eight to 10 hours a day and having to sacrifice and not be able to be with my family and all those sorts of things. That was why I started freelancing. And when you just just focus on getting more clients and you're lowering your fees and so on, you're putting yourself in a position where you're right back where you started. You're building a business that puts you right back at your desk where you don't want to be. So the first big switch in your thinking that you want to make to get over that hump is it's not about getting clients. It's about charging more. And, I, and just the one caveat here, if you're getting no clients right now, okay, right, you need to get more clients. But this is for the person who's getting clients, right? You're, you're doing client work and you're just on that cusp of being able to get over the hump and, and do this full, uh, full time or you are doing it full time, but you're working a ton of hours. If that's the position you're in, that's who I'm talking to. For you, it's not about just getting more clients, continuing to add to your client list. It's about starting to think about charging more. And I could show you a thousand different blog posts or YouTube videos that would give you this advice, but we don't even need to do that because I can show you some simple math that will make it a lot more clear if you've never done this. So let's say your income goal is to make $100,000 a year. Now, that was my first big income goal when I started freelancing. So $100,000 a year, and let's say you're charging $25 an hour, which is what I started out charging. And I was in this situation. That's why I'm using these specific numbers. I was in a situation where I wanted to make $100,000 in a year, and I was charging $25 an hour, and I never done the math. I never understood what I was actually trying to accomplish. And once I did the math, it made me realize that I was never going to reach my income goal doing what I was doing. So if you take $100,000, you divide that by $25 an hour, that means you have to bill bill 4,000 hours in a year in order to make $100,000. 4,000 hours. Now, if you break that down, that's 76.9 hours per week or about 11 hours per day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can't skip a day. You don't get to take a vacation. You don't get weekends off. You have to work 11 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year in order to hit $100,000 at $25 an hour. And again, that's just build hours. That doesn't count any work that you do that might be gray area, you know, that we often deal with as freelancers, marketing your services to get those clients, administrative work, bookkeeping, taxes, all the extra things that you've got to do. It doesn't count any of that stuff. You have to bill 11 hours per day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So when I did that math, I realized I was never going to make what I wanted to make if I kept charging $25 an hour. Now, you might not be charging $25 an hour, but whatever you're charging, do the math. That's the real point here. Do the math. What's your income goal? Not what you'll take. I mean what you really want to make. Then divide that by what you're charging per hour and then divide the result of that by 52, which is how many weeks in a year. That's how many hours you'll have to bill per week to reach your income goal at your current rate. And so just ask yourself, is it even possible? 
Is it likely? Is it the amount of hours you want to work? And then consider you'll likely need to add two to four hours per day for all the non-build work you're going to have to do. Now, when you do that, you might be good. You might have done this and your numbers are at least possible or they look good to you or just, you know, by chance you got the numbers right. If so, congratulations. And I mean that sincerely. Lots and lots of freelancers don't even know these numbers and don't realize that they're fighting a losing battle. If that is you, if you're the person who just found out they're fighting a losing losing battle, well, let's flip it and let's say you charge $75 an hour. Now, you'll only need 1,333 hours in a year, which breaks down to about 25 hours per week. Now, you only need to bill five hours a day, five days a week. You can take the weekends off and hit $100,000 uh, year, a year in income. That's a hell of a lot more reasonable than trying to bill 76 hours a week. So, like I said, if you just do the math, it becomes obvious what you need to do. That the way you're going to get to the income that you want to make is by charging more. So if you're charging, say, $50 an hour or less, you're probably in a situation where it's going to be pretty difficult for you to reach the kind of income that you want to reach. And the way out is not more clients. It's charging more per client. That's the big first thing that I really want to hammer home. Now, of course, the question becomes, how do you charge more? And the answer is to charge more, you need two things. You need to put the right service in front of the right people. So you don't need to get more projects in your portfolio. You don't need to get better ratings and reviews. You don't need to get better at what you do. All of those things are great and things you should focus on and and work at, but they're not the only way to charge more. In fact, they're not even the most important things because all of those things are focused on credibility. And credibility is only one of nine factors that goes into how humans make buying decisions. And frankly, credibility isn't even the most important factor. Now, that's another lesson for another time. But the thing to know right now is to be able to charge more, you need to put the right service in front of the right people. So let's talk about the right people for a second. You've probably heard the old adage, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. Well, if you want to charge more for your services, you're not going to be able to do that if the people that are hiring you are people that don't have the money to pay you more. That's essentially what that means. And it's obvious, right? It's just common sense. So when we talk about the right people, the right people are people that have the money to pay you what you want and what you deserve, really, for your services. Now, here's the thing with this. It's been studied to death. There's been study after study after study that's been done on this. And in any market, no matter what kind of freelancing you do or what kind of product you sell, it doesn't matter. It's been studied all across the board. There's a consistent 20 to 30% of people who do not buy on price. 20 to 30% of consumers, 20 to 30% of clients that their main concern is not price. It's something else. It's the quality of the product, quality of the service, whatever it is, it's not price. They're not worried about price. They don't care about price. Price is not how they're going to make their decision to buy or hire in our case. Now, obviously, they're not just going to hand somebody a million dollars for nothing, but their primary concern is not price. These are what I call 10K clients. So you've probably seen freelancers out there who charge $10,000, $12,000, even $15,000 and up for their services. And if you've never earned that kind of fee for a service, you've probably wondered how in the world they're able to do that. How are they able to charge that kind of fee? Well, again, they're putting the right service in front of the right people, and they're catering specifically to these 10K clients, this 20 to 30% of the market that doesn't care about price. 
They have that kind of money and they'll happily pay that kind of money if you put the right service in front of them. And just as a side note, if you don't offer a premium service, a 10K service like I'm going to show you, then you're missing out on this 20 to 30% of people that will pay you these sort of fees. So, you know, it's not just about you being able to earn more. It's about being able to tap into the segment of your market that's out there. But right now, you might not even be catering to it at all. And you're just completely cutting yourself off from that market. So it's about that as well. But like I said, these are what I call 10K clients. And there's two criteria that are important about these clients. One, these clients are able to pay more. And B, they're willing to pay more. Now, that's a little bit obvious, but the trick is how do we use this to find these kind of clients? And it comes down to just a little bit of a tweak in how you think about your market. Because I found for a lot of freelancers, they just don't think about it. They just kind of offer their service to anybody. They don't really think about who they're offering them to. They'll just take anybody as a client. In a way, you should. I mean, if someone's going to give you 10K for a service and they have it, then of course you should take that client. But when it comes to how you put yourself out there to attract these clients, to go and find these clients and get them to come to you, when it comes to being proactive and how you do your freelancing and get your clients, you want to specifically think about who they are and how you can cater your services to these specific 10K clients. So again, it just comes down to a tweak in how you think about your market to find those 10K clients. And like I said, it's about them being both able and willing to pay more. So let's talk about able for a second. Let's say you build websites, for example. Well, anybody can hire you to build a website, right? It could be your brother-in-law. It could be some dude off the street. It could be anybody. But we're thinking about, okay, who are the 10K clients? And let's just think about it in a local context because I think it's a little easier for people to, to think about it this way and get your head around it. So lawyers, doctors, financial advisors, insurance agents. These are all people that we attend to associate with financial security and money. These are all people that are more likely than not to have the money to be able to pay the kind of fees that we're after in comparison to say maybe, you know, a local mom and pop restaurant or an auto shop or those sorts of businesses. Not that those businesses can't make money, but when we're talking about what's more likely than not, it's the financial services, it's the lawyers, it's the doctors that are going to be more likely than not to have the kind of money to be able to pay these fees. So instead of building just websites for anybody, when you market yourself, you can specifically market yourself as someone who builds websites for lawyers or doctors or insurance agents and have a portfolio that's filled with doctor's websites or lawyer's websites. And you know the key things that a lawyer needs to have on their website or how a lawyer's website should be built or whatever it is. You take the time to learn a little bit about lawyers and their unique needs and wants. What kind of site would work best for them or what kind of site they're after. Some of the unique challenges that they have. If you do all that, when they start looking at different providers and they see generic website developer, generic website developer, generic website developer, and then they see you website developer for lawyers, someone who specializes in building the kind of website that they want and need for them, and you start talking about their unique needs and wants, and you speak their language, and you start speaking about the things that matter to them as a lawyer, they're much more likely to pay attention to you and want to hire you because you understand them, you get them, not because of what's in your portfolio, not because of who you've worked with in the past or any of that, because you get them, you understand them, you know what they need. And your portfolio, in this case, is filled with websites similar to what they want. 
So again, it's it's nothing major. You're still bidding websites at the end of the day or doing graphic design or writing, whatever it is you do. It's just a tweak in how you think about it and how you present your services. That's it. You'll still build websites ultimately, but you're building it for a specific group of people that you know is more likely than not to have money. So that's able. When we talk about they're able to pay, that's one way to think about and find these clients and separate them out from all of the people that could hire you. There's this group of people that ha- that is likely more likely than not to have the kind of money to be able to pay you greater fees. All right, so now let's talk about willing because it's one thing to, to have the money, but you also need people who are willing to spend that money, right? So and, and you don't want to spend a lot of time convincing people that they should want to invest in their business, right? You don't want a two-step persuasion, essentially, that, hey, you should invest in your business and also you should invest in the services I offer. You want people who are already investing in their business. They've already, they're already sold on that because otherwise you're just going to waste a lot of time trying to convince people of something. And that's wasted time that you don't necessarily need to spend because there are people already out there who they're already sold. They're already spending money on their business and you just have to get them to understand how your service can help them to, to continue to grow their business. So how do you find these people? Well, one way you can do that, one of many ways, but one way you can do that is to look for people who are already buying expensive business products. So let me just throw you some examples. Salesforce, Infusionsoft, Membergate, Kajabi, ClickFunnels, VMware. Now, there's hundreds of different ones out there. You may not know what all of those are, but essentially these are all expensive pieces of software that businesses are paying hundreds of dollars or more per month to use. So if someone is willing to spend several hundred dollars per month on a piece of business software like this, they don't only have the money, but they're, you know, they're willing to spend it on their business because they already are. So let's take Salesforce for an example. In 2019, the company did 13 billion in revenue on 150,000 users. That's an average of $86,677 per user. Now, according to the numbers they put out at their investor day, as of the second quarter of 2019, Salesforce had approximately 1,870 customers spend over a million dollars with them annually. So 1,800 customers who were spending over a million dollars with Salesforce every year. Then there's approximately 340 that are spending over 5 million per year, 140 spending over 10 million per year, and 40 spending over 20 million per year just on Salesforce. So you think those people might be willing to spend $10,000 on your service? They will if it's the right service and you can show them why it's worth it. And so these, there's these kinds of signs are everywhere. There's signals that point you to clients with money who are able and willing to spend big, big bucks for the right kind of services. Again, that's just one of many that you can look at. But the real power of this comes when you put the two things together. So we take our two examples and we put them together. Lawyers who use Salesforce, able and willing. Now you might think, well, that's going to be nobody, right? That's a super specific segment, and it is. Yet, on Facebook, if you go into the Audience Insights tool, which I use all the time for this kind of thing, uh, you can find 1,500 people who fit that description. 1,500 people who are lawyers using Salesforce. Now, 1,500 might not seem like a ton, 
But again, if you're charging $10,000 for your service, and again, a lot of these clients are likely to be paying tens of thousands of dollars every month just to use Salesforce. Right? So if there will, if you're charging ten thousand dollars for your service, you're looking with fifteen hundred people. That's a fifteen million dollars in potential revenue. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a small number of people, but again, it's a large potential revenue because we're we're working with higher end clients and we're we're, we're offering higher end fees. So and, and you've got a niche of people who likely wouldn't bat an eye at spending that kind of money because they're already doing it. Plus, you could look at doctors, insurance agents, realtors, financial advisors. You don't just have to look at lawyers. If you look at the business and finance job title on Facebook, instead of just lawyers, you expand it to business and, and finance. There's 20,000 people who, in that with that job title who are using say, Salesforce or interested in Salesforce, likely to be using Salesforce. So that's $200 million in potential revenue. You also find that Salesforce has a page on its website dedicated just to lawyers. So this billion dollar company that has 150,000 150,000 users and does 13 billion dollars in revenue has created a page dedicated specifically to lawyers and how they can use Salesforce in their businesses. That should tell you something about whether this is actually a thing. Would this huge company do that if it wasn't actually a good number of their users that were lawyers? So yes, it's a super obscure example. I did that on purpose to show you how even small numbers and super obscure things and so forth, there's huge potential revenue in these small little niches. But it's when you put these two things together, you now have a group of people, in this case, lawyers using Salesforce, that you know has money and is willing to spend that money. And you have several strong indicators that it's actually a thing. And you could figure that out. This all takes about five to ten minutes of research. It doesn't take a long time to for you to figure this out. And again, it's just one example. You could use insurance agents using Salesforce or realtors using Infusionsoft. Just do, like I said, five to ten minutes of research to verify that it's actually a thing. And you have a clear group of people you know can and will pay the kind of fees that you're after. That kind of thing can revolutionize your freelance business. Marketing to people with money, offering your services to people with money that are already spending money on their business, large amounts of money on their business, it makes the sale so much easier. And when they see your fee, they don't bat an eye at it because they're already spending $100,000 a year on Salesforce or some other piece of software. That That is really what makes the difference. And it's also about differentiation, right? Because this is the sweet spot. Because now you're not just one of a thousand or a hundred thousand developers out there that's offering the same kind of website services or graphic design or writing, whatever you do. You're not one of thousands and thousands of people out there that's doing the same thing and just saying, oh, I'm a graphic designer. I'm a web designer. You're differentiating yourself in a very specific way to a very specific group of people that not a lot of other people are catering to. That's what puts you in high demand. That's what will let you be able to charge huge fees for your services and have the clients there that are actually willing to spend that money. And it's all because you did the research. So when you hear people complain that web development is oversaturated or graphic design is oversaturated or writing, whatever kind of freelancing you do, that there's too many people doing the same thing and there's no way for you to stand out, 
If you like that person, <laughs> you can send them to this video. But if you don't, you can chuckle because you now know the secret. You now know the, how to stand out, not just in any any which way, in a very specific way to cater to very specific clients that can be, you can be set just catering to that one group because the potential revenue there is so high and they're the kind of clients that will actually pay those fees. But here's the best part. You're now not only going to be able to charge significantly more for your services, which is great, but it's without you doing a ton of extra work. Notice I said nothing about adding any extra features or anything to your offer. You know, there's, I didn't talk about creating this huge package of things that you need to do in order to cater to these clients, etc. I didn't talk about any of that. In fact, with a focus segment like this, you'll probably do less work than you are now. It's all about how you package and present your services and who you present them to. That's it. Now, of course, that we know the who, the question becomes what? What services will 10K clients buy? What do we offer these people and how do we package and present it in such a way that they'll actually pay $10,000 and up for our services? Because remember, they're not just going to pay $10,000 for anything. You have to put the offer together in a specific way in order for them to actually pull the trigger and hire you. The right service in front of the right people. That's where we started. So what do we offer them that they'll pay $10,000 and up for? And that's where we get to a formula that I discovered that I call the five-figure formula. It's a formula that I came across early on in my freelancing career. And here's the story quickly. So I was at an internet marketing conference and I met these two other developers who were building the same kind of website that I was. They were building membership websites, but they were doing it in a little bit different way based on some of what we've already talked about here, and it allowed them to charge $12,000 and up. Their starting point for a membership website was $12,000, and it went up from there. So they were charging $12,000 and up for a membership website, almost the exact same kind of website that I was charging $1,000 for. And that was really annoying a bit and eye-opening for me and it made me very curious ultimately how were they able to do this well it so happened that a client of mine was partnering with them on another project and so I ended up having to work with them on and off over the course of the next year every chance I got I was picking their brain asking them about their business trying to figure out what it was that they were doing that allowed them to charge 12 times what I was and over the course of that year, I figured out that it was five things. There were five things or five differences between what they were doing and what I was doing that allowed them to charge $12,000 and up for the exact same kind of website I was only charging $1,000 for. So I started implementing some of these tweaks in my business, and that led me to the point where I, for example, earned $18,445 from a single client for a single website. And another client where I earned $90,113 for a single project. And I didn't change anything about me. I didn't add anything to my portfolio. I didn't get any more client reviews. Nothing about me changed. What changed is what I was offering, who I was offering it to, and how I presented it to those people. And that's what I call the five-figure formula. How to package and present your services to the right audience so you can charge $10,000 and up without changing anything about you. So you can charge more, make more, and work less, which is my mission in life and my goal for you is to show you how to do that. So if you want to learn this formula, I put together a training where I'll teach it to you called the five-figure formula. 
I show you those five big differences and the small tweaks that you can make to turn your service into a 10K service. I give you a blueprint for how to actually implement it and what to change and how to change the things that you need to tweak and so on. Includes a 30-day email coaching program, a really crazy guarantee, and several other bonuses. Anyway, if you want to learn more about it and you want to see kind of the proof of of these projects that I've worked on, you can just go to fivefigureformula.com. But there you go. This is how to find and use 10K clients to jumpstart your freelance career, get over the hump, and start moving toward a six-figure freelance income and beyond. Take it to heart, think it through, and implement it. Simply changing who you market your services to, that is clients with money, can change everything about the results you're getting and the income you're making in your freelance business. So let's get to work.